1: Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus said there'd be persecution. When you speak the truth, people will speak evil of you. And, and the further we get along in our walk, the more of a pledge of honor, that, not a pledge, but a badge of honor that is, You know, being light, being salt, you're going to ruffle somebody's feathers. But if you ruffle no one's feathers, I'd be worried. I'd be worried. Vernon McGee, I heard him once say, I judge a Christian, not by how many friends he has, but how many enemies. But you know, he was hardcore. But, you know, that part, come on. You can't be... You know, our master was persecuted. Our king was persecuted. Are we greater than him? We expect a cushy life where I don't want to tell people the truth because they may not be my friend anymore. There's a problem, and it's it's a relationship with God that's a problem. with someone who thinks that way, you got to you know, get that right with God, because his words are more offensive today than they ever have been, more offensive. I think of, um, in a small way, I think of ca- how Calvary chapels have gotten a bad rap for their uh, casual dress. I'm holding this, <laughs> I'm wearing jeans and stuff Listen, to each his own. Look, I get it. Some, some folks grew up wearing suits and stuff on Sunday and I appreciate them and, and that's for their, that's their choice. But Calvary's have had a bad rap as to say, well, because they're more casual in their dress, they must be casual in sin. And Pastor Chuck never was one to be casual concerning sin. He taught the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And we were taught to honor the word of God. We were taught to not live carnal lives, but spirit filled and spirit led lives um, but yeah, just in a small, I mean, I have my, my kind of, my rule of, uh, like, the guys have to wear coll- collared shirts on Sundays, that's as far as I go, does God say that? No, it's just my thing, and so I just, you know, that's as far as I go, collars, but you know, it, it isn't, uh, but it's just, it's just bad raps that, uh, little squabbles that happen, but, um. You know anyways I mean today one can be dressed very well and be very carnal one can have a bunch of tattoos and be very holy God still sees the heart, Amen. you know. And so he was slandered as, as being laxed on sin. And you know, our applications are pretty um, stringent, a little, a little, nah, for some maybe. Some have wanted to serve and they take a look at our application and they think, I'm gone. You know, because we want people to, to have their lives right at home. And so if there's any sin in in the camp at home, that needs to be dealt with, you know. You can't have a a son or a nephew or a grandson in your home who's in sin and and you're okay with that. You don't correct that. You don't say I love you, but uh you can't live that way under this roof because as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Because if they don't stand up to sin there, How will they help us here when we observe something that's wrong? So we want people on the same team because God has standards. And um, so, yeah, we're not laxed in sin, hopefully. But we're also not sin sniffers, so don't worry about it. We're going to go around policing people. But these things come up, you know. Someone starts serving at the church in the past, and they're on Facebook just, you know, with with a corona in each hand and a margarita waiting for him and some shots and you're thinking oh my gosh they they're alcoholics anyways anyways let us do evil that good may come as we are slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say their condemnation is just what then paul says Are we better than they? Not at all. So in his preaching this doctrinal truth that all have sinned, he's saying, are we better than they? No, he includes himself. Paul's a sinner saved by grace. All of us are in need of a savior. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. That's the whole world. As it is written, there is none righteous no, not one. What does that mean that there is none-righteous, no, not one? That means that everyone on the planet has failed God in their life. everyone. That's the reality of the condition of, of the human experience. that everyone has failed God in their life. There is none who understands. This means that there's a willing ignorance to the reality of God that suppression of truth that Paul talks about that there's a willing ignorance you know people who just don't want to hear the truth people know the truth is there they just don't want to hear the truth they don't want they want to pretend the truth is not there I don't see you I don't feel you you're not in the room truth that kind of attitude that's the world They can perceive God. They do see the mountains, the glory of the skies and the heavens, and they see God is legit, he's real, but I don't want to know about him. That's what it says here. There is none who understands. There is none none who seeks after God. They, They don't seek after God, they seek after themselves. Such was our lives before we came to Christ. They don't want to seek God. They want to seek whatever they want to do. They want to just live for themselves. And that might be you here today, where you're just about you, you know, and and to make it feel better for yourself, you could say, yeah, pastor, I'm just about me, but I'm I'm not about hurting anybody, so I should be okay. No, 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 no. You're rejecting Christ, the only means of your salvation, because everyone has failed. And what are you going to do about that failure? The payment of that is death, is death. Verse 12, they have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. So their deeds are evil. Do they necessarily know that their deeds are evil? They're just living their lives. But the Bible is saying what they do. And and, and you know, the truth is some don't even know that their deeds are evil. Some do, some don't. I don't know. Their throat is an open tomb with their tongues, they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. And that poison of asps, that 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 reminds you of, of the the um, sulfur or whatever of like hell. And it's Satan that has deceived this world, and it's Satan that has, that has you know, deceived man so much. That these are the things that come out of their mouth. Their throat is an open tomb. Their tongues practice deceit. Uh, Poison of asps is under their lips. It seems harsh. This is Psalm 14 that he's he's quoting here, but it's the truth. This is how God is going to judge righteously. And someone's going to say to God, yeah, but I was born that way. Oh, but I came from a bad family. Oh, but the devil made me do it. No, aside from all those things, you still had the opportunity to choose God, to choose life, and you didn't. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. In the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So they have no wisdom concerning the soul, concerning God, concerning life. What is life really about? If they don't fear God, they don't understand it. Don't care how smart they think they are. And the world speaks highly of themselves, don't they? They, they, they love those, those, it's not just the Pharisees that love those, those seats in the synagogue, but this world, they, they, they idolize Uh, fame and power and prestige and beauty and all of these things and and intellect and sophistication and wealth. And these are the things the world looks up to. But the, the Bible says they don't fear God. So what does that mean? They don't know what life is about. You name the famous person who doesn't know God. You name them. And you should know they don't know what's really going on. They don't. Not scientists, not doctors, not lawyers, not judges, not politicians, not anyone. doesn't matter what their occupation is. If they do not fear God, God is saying to us, trust me, they don't know what life is about. They don't. There's no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped. And all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Again, just reiterating and closing it up that the religious Jews, those under the law, are guilty because the law was not given that people would be justified or cleared of their sins. But through the law, we might recognize our sin and know that without a doubt, we're sinning against God and so he's making it clear therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight for by the law is a knowledge of sin and so all of this is the bad news of the gospel it's the bad news the good news is coming the gospel is means the good news right but it's only good because there's real bad truth that they need to hear and, the, and I think that, you know, we, we should be praying, God, help us to be better fishers of men and women, to be able to declare to them the bad news, that they might receive the good news. The bad news is that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that there are no righteous people. In other words, we are toast and ripe for judgment, everyone. But the good news is that Christ came to take your punishment, away on the cross that's the good news that all of God's just wrath that is going to be poured out on sinful man Jesus took that that's good news and too many people just want to tell people oh God loves you and that's fine but don't do people a disservice by not telling them what's really going on it's like someone going to the doctor Who has cancer, and the doctor's saying, You know, we love you. We just love you. And have a good day. No, you got to tell him he has cancer. Why would he want the good news? He thinks he's a good person. Tell him he's not. Oh, but they won't like me. They didn't like our Lord either. He had a 50 50 ratio at the cross. One thief said, yeah, the other said, no, thanks. So if you're worried about rejection, get used to it. It's part of our calling. I know that's not uh, very woke to say, but I don't care. But now, here's the good news. Verse 21. The righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. It doesn't matter if you're from the hood, you're the poorest person on the planet or the richest person on the planet. It's to all who will believe in Jesus Christ shall be saved. God shows no partiality. He is the God of the fatherless. He's the God of all, of all of those who would cry out to him, no matter how messed up our lives are or how put together they are. That's what I love about it. That's what makes us family. Some of us do come from good families. Some of us don't, but it doesn't matter. We're, we're all in the same thing, crying out to God for salvation. It doesn't matter. He loves you just the same as everybody else. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Man, nothing makes us more one than to know we've all sinned. We're all guilty, right? We're all in the holding tank together. Being justified freely by his grace. And that's what it's all about. Grace means you're given something you don't deserve. Grace is unmerited favor. God in, in, in heaven saying, now work, let me see how good you can perform. Let me see how good of a religious act you can do, and then maybe I'll let you into heaven. God says there's nothing you can do. I'm giving you a free gift that you don't deserve. All you have to do is put your faith in my son Jesus Christ, who is taking your punishment that you deserve. Being justified freely by his grace. Justified, just as if I've never sinned justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood. That r- the word propitiation means the taking the place of, or the satisfaction of wrath, right? God is just. So every sin that mankind has done, the wages of it is is death. There, there has to be punishment, right? Like even... You know, if someone, if someone is, is, is hurting women, children, just, just randomly, would, would you want justice? Would it be just to lock them up? It would be just, right? It would be just. Well, all of us have sinned. And it would be just for God to pour out his wrath on us. But Christ satisfies that, that just judgment. In other words, the judge is like, I'm good been taken, your, your sins your, it's been taken care of by who by Jesus that's what it means propitiation he, he is he has satisfied the just wrath of God clean clean that's the gesture I was looking for what's this But clean 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 as if you've never done it free you can't earn it but we want to be good because he's done it. We want to honor him because he's done it. And God tests the heart almost immediately. When you give your life to Jesus, you're going to be tested immediately. You love the girl or you love me? You love the boy or you love me? You love that relationship or you love me? You love the tequila or you love me? Who's coming? You know who's. You, everyone gets tested. So if you're in the testing stage, pass it. God, help me to pass it. Help me to just change now and follow you and let all of the old man or woman die on that cross with you. It has to go. By his blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. To demonstrate that, The present time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. And we know that Jesus is the Passover lamb and God passed over the sins of the Jews as they put the blood on the doorposts of their homes in Egypt and God passed over their sins. And all of the sacrifices that they did, it was all temporary, covering God passing over their sins. But his righteousness is is demonstrated through the death of Jesus at this present time, that he fulfilled it, that he completed it, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Jesus, uh, the, the the righteousness of God, that he's just, like I said, is seen in that Jesus took the punishment, and he's also the justifier, no longer Are are you going to be held accountable? It is done. It is finished at the cross. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. That's why there cannot be and should not be any boasting in and of ourselves. As if we've been made right by God because of something we did. One of the most beautiful things we can do is to share with people the grace of God that it was nothing that you and I did. That brings comfort to the lost. Because the lost stinks that, man, the idea of following Jesus is like just some strenuous, terrible task that I won't be able to have any fun. And, oh, but you're special because you do it. No, I can't either, dude. I, I got saved by grace, by faith. And the life that I now live, he gives me supernatural power by his spirit to be good. It's not me, it's him. So there is no boasting. By what law? Of works? No. But by the law of faith, therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? certainly not on the contrary we establish the law how do we establish the law because the law and the cross go hand in hand the law brings us in desperation to jesus man i can't keep these laws i need jesus now we know what the law is about it's to get us to jesus what's the law about to get us to jesus to get us to Jesus let's pray and Father we just come before you and we're grateful grateful for the cross Lord our sins almost destroyed us Lord and we were drawn by grace to the cross we were drawn to you Jesus and you changed our lives and Lord we know that you want to continue to change our lives every day as we seek your face and I pray that for our church I pray that we would be a church that seeks you Lord that gives you the time that you want every day that we wouldn't be a we wouldn't put a time limit on it, but that we would just say, Lord, here I am. Speak to me. Speak to me, Lord. Mold me and shape me into the image of your Son. Give me understanding. Give me wisdom. Guide me this day. May your will be done. Help me, Lord, to walk in the Spirit, not the flesh. Help me to love my family and friends. Help me to love my church family. That's, I mean, Lord, that's what we need. As much time as you want us to spend with you, you know I need it, because there's so much to say to you. There's so much going on in our lives that we don't give to you, and they weigh us down because we don't. Because our devotions have become just nonchalant, kind of quick things that we get out of the way and get back to the lives that we want to live but Lord that's not where life is you said that if we deny ourselves if we lose our life for your sake we'll find it and every time we give you the amount of time that you want oh our joy soars our strength is renewed like wings of eagles so bless sweet hills Lord our individual quiet time with you and may we love one another, fellowship with one another. May we share our faith with the loss and have a heart for the loss. And while all heads are bowed, if you're here this morning and God has spoken to your heart and you want to give them your heart today, you know that you've sinned against them. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and I can lead you in a prayer to invite them into your heart. Is there anybody here ready to repent of their sins.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicholas Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Chairman, above your throat, sing holy. Sit upon your